What's up, everyone? It's been a while. We've we've missed you. It's 2023. We're ready to get back into this thing. The season is just about what? Less than a month away now? We're getting excited. I I, I know you all are getting excited. We're going to talk about what's happened in this offseason uh, and what to prepare for. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Orange of Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to the first episode of 2023 for the Orange and Black Soccer Cast the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm here to take you through this journey as we discuss and get excited uh, about Orange County Soccer Club. Let's go around and see who's joining us for this first episode of 2023. First, we're going to introduce Taylor, who is uh, a big part of the show today. She's she's officially a regular with us. We're going to try and have her on as much as possible as long as her schedule allow taylor how you been i am good thank you i'm very excited to be back and back on the podcast too yes i i i'm ecstatic to be back i've been waiting to talk about this team it's been an exciting off season but we have more people here to help us talk about this uh and look at look at this uh stranger this face we haven't seen in what has it been uh mr allen like six months now we haven't seen you or heard from you how are you Feels doing like my it. man good uh i mean big life changes in uh in my world uh which has taken up tuesday nights um i'm no longer a classroom teacher uh, i work for the california teachers association now which is the statewide union and so just a lot of like getting things and ducks in order and getting released from school districts and it's been quite the off season for me as well um i feel very much like a, a player who was uh, signed at the last minute uh I started two weeks ago, so it was like getting into preseason now. And so it's like my job is almost like the USL season. So uh, I'm excited to get back talking about soccer because I think it'll give a little bit of normalcy to everything and, and be an anchor uh, as I make this transition. So I'm glad to be back uh, and, and to see everyone. And for those not watching the video stream, I mean, he's looking pretty spiffy too today. So um Perfect. I'm glad you dressed up for the occasion, Mr. Allen. Uh, one last voice that's going to join us in this episode today, uh, and that's uh, Mr. Brad from Vegas. No longer Brad Vegas. Marino, Brad from Vegas. How are we doing, Brad? I'm doing quite well, so I just went to pour myself a drink, and uh, I have the background turned off because I need to show you um, how, you know, sometimes you think the season's going to go half half empty now we're all in on the season and poured the rest of my bottle into my gun karen it is more than i thought there was it's not the malort right no 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 it's a uh, scotch it's all right it's i was gonna scotch. say we're not going already with the the negative side of things here with like a three-fourth full glass of malort no although i will be in the area next weekend and there is some total wines with malort down in la area so i gotta stock up 
You've already you've already checked on that. Uh, awesome. So of of course we're missing Mr. Dylan. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't feeling well today. So best of luck to him. You know, hopefully he's able to recover and, and join us very soon. Um, oh, and if you haven't noticed, if you haven't checked out our website, we're starting to get more involved with some written stuff. We have some new people that are helping with that. Um, so go check out our website, OCSE Podcast, um, and read what our, our content or see what our content is about there. I know uh, Mr. Daniel Jenks uh, posted a sort of preview or, you know, uh, I guess recap of the offseason type thing. Um, just recently, we'll have something coming out, uh, either later on this evening or tomorrow, um, a little a bit about, uh, the preseason match against UCI, which unfortunately I don't think any of us saw. Um, so we won't really get to talk about that much in depth, but feel free to drop in your comments about anything. If any one of you, uh, peeked over the fence to see what was going on with the UCI match, or uh, somehow snuck in to see the, uh, match against LA galaxy. I believe that one already happened. If not, I apologize if I'm incorrect. Um, but let's get into all of this. Cause we have, a. We, it was a pretty interesting off season for orange County soccer club and all of us fans that are excited about it. Um, obviously we all remember 2022 wasn't the brightest year, uh, in the club's history coming off the championship. They really struggled, never got that team chemistry dealt with injuries. Um, maybe at times only had one defender on the roster that could actually play, uh, in the matches. So it was a really tough struggle for orange County, uh, in the off season, Returning faces, new faces, and some faces have left. Um, let's just sort of look at the roster as it stands uh, from what we know at this moment. And any of you here or anyone in the chats that are watching live, correct me if any of this information is incorrect. I apologize. Uh, let's talk about goalkeepers. I think as of right now, we only have like one goalkeeper on the roster, right? And that would be uh, Mr. Colin Shuttler. Uh, that is probably the most worrisome position. Anyone that knows the sport knows you have to have at least two capable, at least capable of playing first team uh, soccer goalkeepers on your roster because you never know what may happen with injuries. Uh, we saw last year uh, Patrick Rakowski had to take a he had like a basically like almost a month off because of injury slash sickness. Uh, luckily, Orange County had a Colin Shuttler on the roster. He came in and filled in very well for that. This is probably a very worrisome part of the roster. Uh, as we have there, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more as we go through, um, on defense, the players that we have, I believe returning would be, and we have Rob Kiernan, we have Brent Richards, and then depending on where you sort of fit him in on this roster, he did play plenty of minutes on the defense last se season. And that's Alex Villanueva, um, returning. And then some newcomers onto the, the roster, uh, Ryan Dogman, Andrew Fox, uh, Owen Lamb, Marcus Nakim. And uh, Joey Buckley are just some of the names that uh, have been announced from the club. Uh, definitely, it seems to have been a very important part for Orange County in sort of shoring up the, I guess we could say, very poor defense from last season. And you're losing someone like a Michael Orozco. It's really tough to replace, but that's what they did. Um, midfield, returning players such as Dylan Powers, Seth Kasipli, uh, Brian Oloski uh, fills into that midfield more in an attacking side of things, uh, team captain Daniel Peterson, Kyle Scott, um, and then you also have uh, the return of Kevin Partita, uh, and then a newcomer from UC Irvine uh, in Ashish Chatta. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce the name correctly. I apologize if I butcher any names here that I'm not familiar with. Um, and then attacking side of things, obviously Golden Boot uh, Award winner, um, and not the better of the Oloskis, Milan Oloski. Um, you also have Bryce Jamison returning. Uh, 
uh, Corday Osudina returning. And then you have the uh, newcomers in Emil Nielsen and uh, Mark McNulty. Um, so that's sort of what it looks like right now. Did I miss anyone? Anyone know if I've missed any of the actual confirmed players on the roster? Oh, I think, I think that's everyone. And I think we're bringing in, uh, if anyone didn't, isn't watching live on the video again, uh, Larry is joining us. So Larry, really quick before we get into this in-depth discussion, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How's everybody tonight? Lovely to see you. Super excited to be here. Woohoo! Let's go. OCSC. Get fired up, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> oh, the, the you win the award already, Larry, for most excited of the night. The rest of us sort of are, are pacing ourselves. We'll get more excited as we go through all this. And we just went through the the what we know on the rosters uh, so far. Obviously, uh, we're all familiar with USL Championship. You can have announcements really late into even a few weeks into the season. And as Orange County has shown in the past, even mid-season, you get some announcements of roster moves. Let's talk about uh, some of the names maybe missing from uh, what we know on the roster. Uh, let's just go through really quick and let's talk about like who is the player that you feel is going to, we're going to feel the most as far as missing from this roster. I'll start with you, Taylor. Um, what's the player that you think is is going to be, that we're going to be missing the most as fans and what's the reasoning behind that? I mean, I think for me, it's just, it's predictable, but it's going to be Rakowski. Um, You know, he is, such, he was such a huge part of the team um for the championship year obviously you know and he was still solid last year um there was ups and downs but we're gonna miss him he was a good leader you always hear him talking at the back we're not gonna have that and if we have a weaker defense again then like we're really gonna miss that um and talking about goalkeepers in general i believe one of uh when they done the tryouts um one of the people that was called up to like do first team try uh practices was a goalkeeper um how that is gone no idea but maybe that is a possible second keeper we have all right yeah i i think that's no surprise that taylor is picking patrick Rakowski. we all know that that was pretty much her favorite player uh in the past uh and i don't know are you gonna still be uh cheering for patrick now that he's wearing those uh ugly red colors of phoenix i know How, how's how's that going to be handled taylor i mean listen i think i wish him all the best i don't wish phoenix all the best this season uh but i hope nothing bad happens to him there we go <laughs> <laughs> um let me go to you alan uh obviously i don't know how much you've been following orange county's offseason i'm sure you know your love for soccer you've probably at least seen some of the headlines i know you follow the team on social medias and you're at least uh <laughs> what we like to call the expert of the group here when it comes to soccer, because <laughs> you were uh, one that the guy, the, the, the family at the USL show trusted to be sort of a regular there. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, who are we going to miss the most off of last season's roster? I mean, I, I can't not agree with Taylor with Rakowski. Um, I think off maybe some off the field stuff. Uh, Michael Roscoe might be a good shout as well. Um guy who's been around a guy who who's played at a kind of a higher level um, was one that kind of came in and was kind of, I think a, a key piece with Robbie Kiernan uh, with that championship winning side. Um, so you're going to have to replace him somewhere, but I think as far as players are concerned, I think um, guys have moved on, but I, I don't, I don't see any names in the guys that they're bringing in that are less than what has left. Um, except for that goalkeeping position, right? You you bring in um, like Fox, I think is going to be a big name. Lambie from uh, 
Los Dos. Um, you know, Villanueva is going to have the room to be uh, aggressive, I think. And so I think you're going to see some of these same name players playing better. And I think, you know, Taylor nailed it. I think the only question mark right now for Orange County as far as a competitive team is Rakowski. Um, you know, goal scoring wasn't an option or wasn't an issue last year. It was, you know, the, the goals against really killed the team. You know, they scored as many goals as New Mexico, scored one more than Sacramento. Um, we're not that far behind San Antonio, who scored 54. And so it's really that back line and that, and that keeper. So that kind of five or six players, depending on how you want to count them. Um, I don't think you're going to miss some of those guys in the middle. And obviously you got one of the best goal scorers in the league up top. So, um, yeah, it's who's going to be your keeper. And, you know, it's USL, so you might get a loan. Right. People are solid. Uh, MLS teams are solidifying their rosters and there's guys that are out there available that might get cut or it might not be in the first team. We're looking to, to get some minutes. And so there's still a lot of time between now and the beginning of the season, especially when guys might be already in camp practicing. You just don't know it yet because they haven't been announced. So they can't really play. How about you, Brad? Do you have any uh, names to add to some of these, uh, the, you know, from last season's roster that we're going to sort of miss either as fans, just as a fan, you know, you're going to miss that player or we're going to see some, uh, uh, some of the skills missing on the pitch. Um, honestly, you guys named the two biggest names that we're going to be losing out on in terms of Roscoe and, uh, and, uh, uh, Kofsky. However, I'll throw in a third name into that list and not that he was able to contribute a lot last year, but just, in terms of being beloved by fans and being a true identity from when the team won its championship. And Miko Kaningas uh, is someone that, although he didn't get to play a lot last year, and we definitely could have used him. Uh, just the fact that he was such a spokesperson for the team and beloved by the community, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Hey, can I jump in really quick? Hey. Yeah, our, our producer Andy. Has As I jump in, <laughs> hey, uh, so just for uh, just for science, uh, uh, outgoing players who did not resign, and this includes loans, just everybody: uh, Ian Hoffman, Ahmed Longmire, Ivan Gutierrez, uh, Danny Acosta. We talked about Michael Orozco, Albie Scandi, Tommy McCabe, Tony Rocha, Sean Acoli, Eric Torres, Miko Kunigas, Patrick Gorkowski. Just for science. That that's and that's why we uh, we pay him the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen, Mister uh, Producer Andy. Uh, we all know Dylan would be like up here first in line to say Albie Skendies, who he's going to miss off of this roster. I know Dylan was a huge fan uh, of the giant center back slash forward slash wherever he wanted to be on the pitch uh, for that match. So we know that would be Dylan's answer. Uh, Larry, you know, with the twitchy screen over there, at least on from what I'm seeing. Um, what, what's your thought on uh, the player that you're going to miss? I, I'm I'm seeing it too. It looks like it's gone away. Um, I, I'm going to agree. Uh, Brad Brad stole my guy, uh, Miko. I am a uh, I am a tremendous fan of Miko Kuningas, not only as a player but as a human being. Just a terrific guy, fan favorite. There's literally nothing you could say bad about the guy. Um, every other name that Andy just listed off, it's like eh. Eh, eh, no big deal, no big deal. And so I, I think that outside of, um, you know, Michael and his leadership, uh, Miko and just being a fan favorite, 
and you know rack in the uh, in between the posts um you know the, the, that's it there's not really anybody else from last year's team that left and isn't coming back um that i think that there, we didn't lose anybody who wasn't replaceable um you know it's not like we lost a milanoloski who is you know golden boot winner that's an irreplaceable player um but yeah, I, I would say for me personally, it's going to be Miko, and then you know, with the addition of Rakowski and uh, and Orozco for their leadership and their abilities. I'm going to just throw one name in here that wasn't mentioned, other than the list that uh, Andy read off there that I'm going to sort of miss, and it's because when he was engaged and on, he was amazing. He, uh, you know, hustled. He was energetic. Uh, he interacted with the fans very well. But that's when he was on some there were some games I just felt like he maybe took the game off. And that would be Ugo Coley. Um, he was a, a huge part of that championship run. Uh, and there were times last season that you would see when he was engaged in the match and he was out there giving his all. He looked like a beast out there. You could see why there's potential or why teams are still willing to sign him um, in his career. But unfortunately, it was not often enough where you saw that from him. Uh, I don't know if there was ever any kind of, in you know, behind the scenes things going on maybe with him and the coaching staff. And that's why we weren't seeing as much of him. Uh, but when he was on point, I, I, there was one game last season. I can't remember who the opponent was, but I was actually, this is one of the few games I was at. So this is why I recognize it. But after the match, I mean, Ugo was pumped up. He was just like drenched head to toe. Um, and he had been a huge part of the team's performance in that match. So I think that's one, one reason I'm, I'm going to miss him is uh, when he was engaged Ugo was one of the better players on this roster, not just skill-wise and performance-wise, but also just the way he engaged with the fans in those matches. But all the players that were mentioned are all going to be missed. Um, and even some of the players that we didn't bring up as, as key players still going to be missed out there because some of these players played with the team for a year or two. And in the USL, that's a, a, a lifetime, uh, is getting a couple years out of a player. Let's go. Let's move ahead now because y'all brought up some of these names, some of these returning players. And let's, let's, we're going to lump the returning players and the newcomers to this roster into one category here. And just let's talk about which of these players are you most excited about heading into the season. I, I'm going to say uh, one thing is it's obvious Milan Oloski is probably at the top of all of our list. He was such an amazing player last season, golden boot winner. He's, he, he's proven that he can do what he does on the pitch. And we all know, and we're all excited. I, I think a lot of us were worried until we heard the official announcement that he will be back. I think a lot of us were worried. Where's Milan going to go? Is he going to get an opportunity in MLS? Uh, is, you know, there, there's something else out there for him. We got the announcement. He's back. I know Larry's the only one a little scared about that. I think he was betting on Milan going elsewhere uh, this season, only for the safety of his beard. We'll, we'll, we'll shed that. If you haven't been paying attention, Alan, we'll shed that. Light will let you know what what's uh, why Larry's worried about his beard this season. Um, but other than Milan Oloski, who are we most excited about? And I'm going to do this. I'll go in reverse order from last time. So, except I'll still go last. Larry, you get to go first on this one. You know, I'll be honest. Um, I really like Kyle Scott. I liked what I saw out of this kid, and I wanted to see more. And I am super. He, he's a little guy. He, he reminds me a lot of Brian Oloski. He's a little guy playing in the midfield who can just, he just looks like he could be a real pain in the ass to teams. And I'm looking forward to seeing what more he can do for us. Cause I think he only played in what 10 ish games. I don't have the stats in front of me. It wasn't a lot, 
but he's he's a player that I'm really really looking to see how much he's matured over the last year, how much he improves over the last year, how much more he can bring to the table this year. What about you, Brad? What's uh, who are you most excited out of the either returning players or newcomers on this roster? I'm going to pick a pair of returning players, but I think I'm only going to pick a pair because I don't think anybody else is going to choose either of them. Uh, I'm super excited about seeing Bryce Jamison and Karede Osindina come back. Uh, and that's just because I think the <laughs> hype around both of these two kids, uh, Karede has been playing with the uh, youth national team and Jamison is out of nowhere receiving all this praise. Uh, both of these guys are coming in highly highly rated and i just see so much potential especially now that there's a open roster spot up top after uh cuba left that Karede is going to come in and he's going to score you know maybe 10 goals this season in some good minutes and being running hard and hopefully he he uh he proves me right on being excited awesome uh Alan, you're you're who are you excited about? Belowski. <laughs> Which one? All right, Brian Olaski. Um, I think I think having him. Uh, I know he was eight was out uh, last season for a lot of the season, uh, but I think having him, if you can keep him healthy for an entire season, I think he's going to be uh, a huge uh, part of the team moving forward. Right, he's going to be one of those guys who gets the ball. Uh, forward to uh, his uh, less impressive brother. Um, but I, I'm excited. I think we saw some glimpses of that last season as well, um, where with Brian on the pitch, uh, Orange County, I think just has the ability to uh, attack quickly. Um, and I really want to see him and his brother play together for an entire season because I think that's going to be pretty fun to watch. Like 5,000 minutes, for instance? 5,000 2,500, 600 minutes or whatever that, that sign is. Isn't it like 525,000? Yeah, 600 minutes. That's what I want. I want 525,600 okay. minutes of the Lasky brothers. That's how you measure your... Do you... Okay, does this... So I'm, I'm wondering, Alan, do you know why why Larry's worried about his beard this season? Is it because if Lasky score If Lasky... Milan Lasky leaves, he's going to... If he scores 50? No. You're turning 50. <laughs> I'm, I'm past 50. 50 was a long time ago. Oh, it was yeah. a couple weeks. Don't, don't let us. Don't let us. In our, in our Larry, last podcast. Hey, Larry, Larry, don't share yet. Don't share yet, Larry. Alan, do you want to, not knowing what it is, do you want to join in this bet that, that Larry has right now? No. You know what? I'll give, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him credit. I think it's like a good 50, 50, a solid 50, 50, depending on health. And, uh, and if someone gets shipped mid season. All right, what is what is the uh, what is your your beard up against, Larry? The, the statement was uh, in our final podcast last year is that if Brian and Milan Oloski played five thousand minutes between the two of them, um, I said I stated I would give my beard to have the Oloski brothers on the pitch for five thousand minutes together next season. So that's the that's the bet. If they play a combined five thousand minutes, I'm. It's going. It's gone. So, 
You sure you don't want to join in, Alan? You might look. Good I, I see Alan doing some math right now. Alan's doing some math. He's thinking it, about I, that one. I'll let you think math. of that math it there, is, Mr. Alan. It's eighty percent of the minutes. I've already done the math. <laughs> uh, well, we got to hear from Taylor. Who Taylor is uh, most excited about this season? And then we'll talk more about beards because I know that's why everyone comes on to this uh, <laughs> to watch the show. Taylor, uh, you're most excited about who and well, why? I don't I know we have the Lowski, so obviously I'm going to have to mention both of them. But besides that, I'm just going to have to go with the Scottishness, you know, and go for uh, Mark McNulty and uh, yeah, with Sparky. I know that you know he's um, not played as much in <clears throat> like recent years, but I know when he was having like the uh, big minutes with lots of games, there was lots of goals. So hopefully, if we can gel with our team, with him and Milan up there, we'll be golden. So I have to ask, and I'm just going to go to you, Taylor, because you, you know you're. I'm going to just assume you, you you're you're Scottish. You might have a little bit more knowledge about what uh, what happened in the leagues out there. Can we sort of look at Mark, uh, you know, Sparky, McNulty, um, his situation? Is it is, is it any similar to what Kubo was with last year? It's sort of maybe someone that's been struggling a little bit as of late, trying to revive or revamp their career and maybe show that they still got it. Or is this a totally different uh, animal from what you know? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. And I just, I feel like, you know, coming over from like Scotland or England or whatever, it's just such a high level. And it, and, um, I feel like if it, a lot of it too, is just going to be gelling with the team. I feel like Kubo for me just never got with the team was never like synced in. So I think it could be a completely different, uh, scenario with McNulty or it could be exactly the same, but I'm hoping for the opposite. I saw Larry was like shaking his head. Yes. That he thinks he believes it's sort of a similar situation. Um, is, is that what you were trying to say there, Larry? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I I'm looking at uh, McNulty as very much a Kubo type of player. And here's the thing. If the guy gives us nine or 10 goals, like Kubo did last year, I'll take it, you know, add that to 16 or 17 from Milan, another eight or 10 from Karede. We're going to be just fine offensively. There we go. Um, let's do this. I, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm not going to quite go with, well, Tyler, uh, who I believe is an anteater, UC Irvine, is going with uh, Ashish as who he's most excited with. Um, I saw uh, a few other names going around here. I just can't remember off the top of my head what I've seen so far. So I apologize on that. Um, here we go. I, I'm going to cheat a little bit. And I'm going to say, uh, let's go with uh, the the new assistant coach for the team, uh, Morton Carlson, uh, being added to the team. I, I think we now know why so many uh, you know Scandinavian players were signed this offseason. Um, there's sort of that connection with a, a coach from that area that probably knows quite a bit. Uh, this is a coach that was you know with a team in the World Cup, uh, so that's you know a lot of some good experience. Uh, and then there was also um, the announcement of like the new training uh, or head of performance or whatever. And I know in my conversations with some of the people at the club uh, prior to the announcement, there's a lot of excitement uh, behind this edition as well. So I, I think there's excitement behind the experience that we're getting with uh, the coaching staff, the training staff uh, on there. And I think that will hopefully help uh, with better results on the pitch. I know in the end, the players have to perform and if, uh, you, you could have the greatest coach in the world, and if they lay the greatest game plan out there, if the players don't perform and don't do what is expected of them, 
it doesn't matter what the, the coaching staff does. But the hope is when you have some key strong voices now that have been added to Richard Chaplow's staff, um, and hopefully, you know, with uh, the addition, you know, and head of performance, uh, Scott Peary, maybe we'll see some reduced injury numbers uh, this season if the the players are being <laughs> – Taylor's worried about that 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 thought there, huh? Yeah, I mean – think I, You don't think it's going to help? No, I, I don't know. I mean, not right off the bat. I mean, they're going to have to be there a while, and I think to have that much of a, an impact, you'd have to have, like, consistency with the players, USL, and – no matter what team you're at, it's very much everyone's in and out. So I don't know how much that's going to help. Obviously better than not having it, you know, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be such a big a big deal. Let, let me just say this, and, and hopefully I'm not getting in trouble for anything, but I, I, I want to say I think there's the, – the, the, these these coaching these, – these coaches have been involved with the team longer than when it was just announced. I think they've been working with the team uh, a bit longer than that. I don't think it's just like the last week or two that they've gotten started. Uh, I think there's been a lot of work going on. Uh, obviously, the the first team, the the first head uh, assistant coach was busy with World Cup sto- stuff going on and whatnot. But I I want to say there's been some some of the performance evaluations and stuff like that have already been in the works and have been going on um, throughout this off season as the players um, have been involved. So uh, that's why I'm uh, maybe a little bit excited about that. But one name we didn't mention actually on the pitch, I'm gonna have to just say it out because none of us did was uh, Danny Peterson, the the team captain, coming back and getting that armband. Um, congrats, a, you know, first congrats to him on, on getting that. That's uh, uh, a good honor for a player. And I, I think a lot of the fans were excited when a, they heard he's coming back and B, I, I think there was a lot of agreement that he will make a good um, captain out there on the pitch, just from what you saw from him last year, um, last season, as long as he doesn't go and pick up red cards. Uh, Cause I know he did pick up a red card last season. But uh, yeah, exciting things. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, I know I briefly brought up and, and Taylor talked about sort of thoughts. It's going to take some time for the coaching staff to sort of gel with the players. But what are your thoughts on the announcement of some of these new um, members of the uh, coaching staff for Orange County this season to help coach Richard Chaplow? Uh, let's go to you first, Brad. The first Brad of 2023. I'm really right excited for pulling as many Brads as possible. Um, no, I'm really excited to see this retooled backline uh, and the emphasis that the team has put on the defense over the offseason. I think a lot of people will agree with me that uh, bringing in players like Fox from El Paso and uh, having Kiernan back there again, as long as he's healthy, should definitely be a massive upgrade over our last two seasons. Um, and also seeing, hopefully, Villanueva can go back to his natural midfield role and uh, succeed there and kind of bolster our midfield because that kid's got dog in him. He's going to run until he can't run anymore. Uh, but just seeing those two and uh, Owen Lamb come in as well. Um Hopefully those three with maybe Richards off on the side or Dogman, I don't know how we're going to line up on week one, but seeing all that come in, hopefully should make this team look a lot better defensively and give Shuttler a chance to, to have a better season than uh, Rakowski had to have last season. So that's what I'm most excited for moving forward in the season. It's just finally a retool defense that we can be more confident in. So th- there's a lot of talk here about Villanueva. Hopefully he gets moved back, you know, more up to the midfield type role. But 
correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Richard Chapel really likes to play that three sort of center back defense and have some wing backs. I really think his goal is to have the two outside defenders playing more as a wing back and getting high up the pitch, which I think fits right into Alex Villanueva's, you know, abilities. And, and you look at some of the signings we brought in uh, as some of those outside backs, they're more of the attacking outside backs that are going to play more of that wing back position. So based on all that, I, I'm assuming we're going to do a back three and then the two wing backs sort of get higher of the pitch, almost playing like midfielders. I know everyone's saying, I want to see Villanueva playing as a midfielder pretty much did that most of last season playing from a wing back position, just had to track back on defense a little bit more. Um, but he was, I mean, I can tell you numerous times I saw him right up by the corner flag, uh, taking a dribble down the line and making some crosses or cutting back and getting inside, um, which is not what a traditional outside back is going to do um, on the pitch. Um, I, I think I saw Taylor sort of nodding slightly while we're talking about that. Am I assessing that correctly? Taylor is really, it's, I think wingback is a perfect role for an Alex Villanueva and some of these other outside players that we've brought in, right? Yeah, I think so. My thing with it is you have to have the right player. Um, if not, you end up the, the defense that we had last year. Um, but I think Villanueva is somebody that can absolutely do that and shines doing that. I just don't think that it's it's not a normal position and it's not something that you know kids are coached to do from young through to this level. Um, but if you get the right person like Villanueva, it's like a it's like a trick up your sleeve. It's not a it's not a normal thing, and you get that extra support up top. And with the person that's fast like that, you you also have your defense still. But again, depends on the person. Well, and I think part of the pain last season was with the back three defenders. We didn't really have we had one defender, and the rest were just sort of makeshift whoever we could fit back there. Um, we. Uh, I hate to do it because this is a whole brand new year, but more than five times last season, we had to call out um, player, a player like Albie Skendi for mistakes in the back uh, three there. And that's what happens, right? If you're playing that type of defense, you have to be mistake free in that back three, or it's going to, it's going to hit the wall. It's going to, or it's going to hit the fan. That's the saying, <laughs> Alan, your, your thoughts is your thoughts on just whatever, whatever you want to say, Alan, I'm not going to, ask you to say something specific oh i was just uh i was noticing some of the comments in the chat about um it's been a while since orange county has more than one reliable goal scorer um and they bring up seaton and jones um in 2019 had 12 goals and 12 goals uh but last year um kubo had nine and alaski had 22 so i think if you compare those two years like you know, I, I don't think they're necessarily that far off. Obviously, going back to 2018 with Enavoltson, Quinn, and Seaton all in double figures. Seaton at 12, Aiden Quinn at 11, and Thomas Enavoltson at 20. Um, I'm not sure you're going to see quite a, a, a pairing like that um, this year, um, but I, I do think um, I think last year it wasn't the offense that really was the problem. Um, and I think you're you're trying to replace them with with competent pieces uh, surrounding Oloski with some smart players who can pinch some goals. Like if you know what Larry said was like if you can get eight or nine out of a guy, that's great. Like that's what you need to be competitive. Um, and I do think you know what Daniel's saying with Kiernan. I think that's was the biggest difference last year to the previous year was you had you had teams who could 
cross things in and Kiernan would head them away. It made them a lot of these teams one dimensional, <laughs> right? You couldn't have the the play down the wing centering it in because Kiernan took that away. And so it made teams one, one dimensional, uh, which made them easier to defeat, right? If you know that they're not going to come from the sides or you you're going to handle it through the sides, then you clog up the middle and now you're creating huge problems for the team. So I think that Robbie Kiernan uh, or someone like him, uh, I think is going to be, the biggest determining factor in how good Orange County season is. It's not the offensive side. Last year, the, the issues were not offensive, right? Uh, they were keeping the ball out of the back of the net. Uh, and so I think having Kiernan back, if even if he's slower, he can he can sit back in that three defensive, um, three def- uh, def- center backs and have a guy like Fox play that ball moving defender and Kiernan doesn't have to play for pace uh, he can be that rile them up, uh, getting in their heads, and, and then uh, and then shutting them down. And I think that's what Orange County missed last year was that fierceness, that um, ability to get in the, uh, uh, the other team's heads and get them off their game. Um, and, and so I think that's the the biggest the biggest thing I'm paying attention to uh, is how well Orange County can defend and make teams one dimensional. So let me ask you, Larry, uh, you know, a lot of talk about all these players. Does, does Rob Kier, is Rob Kiernan the X factor for this team? Uh, I, I think many of us would agree that would be a, a pretty safe statement last season. Is, is he the X factor for this team in their success? And, and I, I'm going to keep talking for a little bit. I know you all love when I talk forever and ever. Uh, if you're not watching the live video stream, you won't have any idea why I'm talking. But you look at last season. Rob Kiernan missing, I think, hurt this defense tremendously. Uh, and as as good as Michael Orozco is, as good as a Brent Richards is, uh, the team struggled. The team could not handle the pressure. And I know we've had some comments on here that, that says Skendy was our best center back last season. Um, please share whatever it is that you are drinking, smoking, eating, uh, because that is that just sounds crazy to me. And maybe I'm just being very mean when I say that statement. but. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm just, maybe I am just anti Albie Skendi. Maybe that is what it is, but I, I think not, Rob that's Kiernan not an unreasonable statement. Skendi being, the best Skendi, no, Skendi being the, one of the worst players on the team last year is not unreasonable. You're not being unreasonable. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the whole, Rob Kiernan missing and hopefully we'll get Larry back soon. Some, some difficulties there with the, the camera, I believe. But uh, let me ask you then, Taylor, uh, is Rob Kiernan our X factor uh, on this team? Is If if he's back to the Rob Kiernan of 2021, are we going to have a good season and at least, you know, be in the playoffs, make a run for the championship? And if he's missing, we're back to where we were last season or um, is he not as important this season? He is undoubtedly going to have a huge impact. I mean, you can see the difference with and without, you know, um, that's like unquestionable. However, I don't think it's going to be the be all end all. Um, we have these new signings that, to be back there that hopefully uh, are going to make a big impact as well. We just haven't seen them on our field. But I do think um, having him there is going to be a huge difference. And I hope that we do for the for the full season. Yeah, and then I'm seeing some other comments that people – maybe it's, I might be the same person talking about Albie Skendi being an amazing center back. But let's talk about this. I, I love to talk about things. Um, 
there's there's comments that we're worried about our, our midfield, right? Alan, are we do we are we that worried about our midfield? I mean, you look at the the players we have on there. There's a lot of proven players in the midfield for Orange County coming in this season. Dylan Powers, Seth Kasipley, uh Brian Olosky, Daniel Peterson, Kyle Scott. The only unknown out of that group really is Ashish uh, Chada. And, and from what I know from just my speaking with people from the club, there's a reason why Ashish was trialist number whatever when uh uh Mike Watts was making the call when we were had the friendly against uh, the, the, what is it? Uh, hamburger SV. Uh, if you watched that stream on ESPN plus the trialist that Mike Watts had no information on the name, that's who it was. Orange County was trying to hide this name so that we could make sure that they, he, they were going to be able to sign him. So there is at least some good information that this is a good signing maybe for down the road, but are we that worried? Is the midfield that big of a concern or is that a little bit too worrisome? Um, I, I don't think so. I think, I think when you have a defender defensive line that was as shaky as it was last season, it doesn't matter how good your midfield is. If your defenders are getting turned around and, and beat, um, they can kind of take out that midfield, right? If you have a guy like Skendi who was kind of a defensive liability, like your midfield doesn't really matter that much, right? It's like building a house. If you build a house on a shaky foundation and on sand, it doesn't matter how great the house is. It's going to fall apart because the foundation isn't there. Um, so I'm, I'm not super worried about the midfield. Um, I think the way that um, you have the wing backs that can move up into the midfield if they need to, right? They don't need to drop all the way back into a five. They can do a three, four, three kind of deal. I think those guys are going to give you that flexibility of offensive players, but also give you some, some flexibility in the midfield. And really, you know, when we're looking at some of these teams with some flexibility, that's, that's where the, the fun begins, right? You, it's not a stagnant. This is, you know, this is the form it's, we're going to shut down space and then press to keep uh, and put you under pressure using that same space. Um, so I'm not super worried about it. Um, now, when they start playing, that might be a different story to see how these pieces fit together. Um, but I think they address the biggest area need on the team. Perfect. Brad, I'll give you the last thought on anything. On anything related to this team going forward into this season. Is that is that what you are? Let me do a pause on you really quick, Brad. I I think we've got the uh, stream corrected here for Mr. Larry. Um, let's see if we can get him back here on the pictures. There he is. Um, although we already answered the question that I was asking you, posing to you earlier, you can give a quick answer. Yes or no? Rob Kiernan, is he the X factor for this yes. season for Orange County? Absolutely. No question. Rob was a huge, huge part of that championship year. Um, and being healthy and him being the same player, granted, a little older, might be a little slower, but him coming back to form is going to make a huge, huge difference in the back line on this team. Perfect. All right, now, Brad, you had a little bit of time. Last random thought about whatever we've been discussing before we uh, move on to wrap, start wrapping things up. Yeah, I'll just end with saying the 
my linchpin on the season is going to be we didn't bring in a, another keeper, or at least one that we know of. We might sign like you know some talent from Orange County Academy. Is Shuttler the guy for the job? And we will learn that probably a month into the season, depending on the results. I'll, I'll just jump on and I'll, I'll top on that uh, really quick. Brad is if the defense is at least slightly better than last season, uh, I mean, Shuttler should be fine. It's the worry is if the defense is like last season's, we all know Rob Kiernan, when he's healthy, what we can do. We know what Brent Richards can do. We know what Alex Villanueva can do. If he's put into that role, we've seen Andrew Fox. There's a lot of hype over Owen lamb, um, but some of these other names, we'll, we'll have to see what we're going to get out of them. Um, with Orange County this year. Ooh, fun. I mean, first episode of the year, it's always fun to talk about roster signings. I believe in past seasons, we'd get to our first episode and we wouldn't even know half the roster still. So um, the league has moved forward and there's been progression and getting signings done a lot quicker than before. I saw Alan do a little smirk. I think he remembers some of those episodes back in the day where we're like, we're like, we're going to go back live. And then we're like looking at the pre- pre-show we're like they haven't announced much yet we only have one or two names that we know of um so it's nice to have a full roster to talk about here um let's uh go around is there any soccer news anyone wants to share that's non orange county related uh sunderland black cats coming to america in july incredibly excited they're going to be playing san antonio they're going to be playing new mexico and naturally when my english team is in America, I will be in Europe. Go Black Cats. I also so want to give a shout the trip then, uh, You're canceling the trip then, Larry, so you can go to New Mexico and watch them, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what. You explain that to Carrie, and then please, all of you, enjoy my funeral. You got to love the uh, no in the background there. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> right, Alan, wanna, what you want to give a shout out to uh, the Haitian national team, women's national team, uh, they beat Chile in a two to one match today, uh, securing their very, very first world cup appearance. Uh, so I know that they were super excited. Uh, and then the U 17, uh, us U 17, uh, team, uh, clinched the U S 17 world cup bid as well today. I think it was a five to three, uh, thriller, um, featuring a USL, a young USL goalkeeper uh, that you guys will see a couple times this year in uh, Duran Free from San Diego. So a couple shout-outs to national teams doing the thing today uh, and making World Cups. All right. I will give give one last one. I would say that uh, we went to our first uh, U.S. men's national team uh, when they did the uh, friendly um, that was fun, but I will say it's more fun to be watching the U.S. Women's National Team uh, in the She Believes Cup. There we go. Brad, I have from no extra soccer news to report. There we go. Well, then let's go ahead and move on um, and let's do some random thoughts uh, for this episode. Uh, and then we'll talk about what's coming up next for our podcast and anything else we might be um, doing. So let's go random thoughts and we will go to, since Brad didn't have a soccer thought, we'll go to Brad for his random thought tonight. I knew you'd kind of uh, do that. So uh, my random thought is, well, I forgot my random thought. That's classic of being first. Um, You know what? 
just be good people. It's nice to have soccer back. It's nice to be talking about all of this. And I missed all of you guys. And really, I know we're going to talk about what's coming up more, but there's a lot to look forward to this season with how we're changing things behind the scenes. And I hope you guys enjoy all the extra work we're putting in for you guys behind the scenes because there's a lot that's going on. Uh, let's go to Alan. If he remembers uh, what a random thought is for this show. <laughs> By union. <laughs> Larry. Uh, both Tesoro lacrosse teams beat, uh, won their games, both JV and varsity. So kudos to that. Uh, but more importantly, um, this is going to be a great year for Orange County soccer. I love all the pundits out there, all of the experts, uh, your, your Johns and your Taylors and everybody's underestimating Orange County Soccer Club. Please, if either of you, if any of you guys are listening, please keep underestimating Orange County Soccer Club this year. We'll see you in late, late October into November. All right, Taylor. Um, I'm just super excited to be back. That's kind of it. I'm hope I'm looking forward to getting uh, to the preseason game. Um, and just we're honestly just so looking forward to being back at uh, Championship Stadium. Yeah, it's going to be awesome to be back at the stadium. Uh, my random thought, uh, uh, for those that don't know, uh, I've participated in uh, eSports competitions, FIFA competitions. Um, going back to the very beginning of the pandemic back in 2020, that's sort of how it all started. Uh, there is one of the competitions called the Lower League E-Cup. They're doing their final run this season, uh, unless someone decides to take over the reins and, and keep it going. But uh, it's a really cool uh cup it's basically representatives uh, players representing teams all across the lower league spectrum of united states soccer uh from the usl championship all the way down to the you know very very beginnings of you know competitions running the amateur uh, league i'm participating in this year in the past i've participated representing the podcast but i actually am representing a lower league team this upcoming uh tournament uh i'll be representing laguna united fc based out of laguna niguel uh, my first match is going to be this Friday. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited because I got a very favorable draw. Uh, I'm not saying I'm like a shoo-in to get out of my group, but I'm not getting some of the well-known names that I've played in the past in some of the other competitions. Uh, so I'm at least excited for the opportunity to get a, a win or two. Um, for those that have watched me in the past, that's very difficult to do. And uh, if I'm losing, I sometimes go a little crazy with stuff like my formations. Um, I think Alan, you might have been there one time where I ran like a one one, what one one eight or whatever type formation. When you were down and you needed a goal, yeah, you threw like everyone forward. It was wild. I had like one center <laughs> defender, one defensive midfielder, and everyone was playing an attacking role. So um, that'll be an option for people. Uh, the, the streams will be on our podcast channel for y'all to watch. Um, I'll post the dates and times of all those matches and. If uh, any of my fellow podcast hosts have the time to come on and do some play-by-play or make fun of me playing uh, video game soccer, they're welcome to do so. Um, as for the podcast, the news that we have. So traditionally, we've been a podcast that goes on at 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday evenings. Uh, but we are now moving uh, after today. We'll be moving to Mondays. And we will be streaming at 8 o'clock on Mondays um, is what our new day and time will be. So... Obviously, with the NFL going out uh, at this point and not coming back till September, we're taking that slot that you had put aside for Monday Night Football. If you're an NFL fan, now you can come on and watch the podcast. Plus, 
the games will be more fresh in our minds as we're talking about them. And it's not two or three days later. Um, so hopefully we'll remember more about what we saw in those matches. Um, so that's something to uh, keep in mind. So remember new time, new day, Mondays, eight o'clock uh, for the show. Also, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're doing a lot more content coverage, written stuff. Um, we're, we're, we've, we've brought in some people to volunteer to come write more stuff. Larry's going to do some more hard hitting exposés and find the, the deep truth about stuff around orange County soccer in the USL. Uh, who knows? Maybe Alan will dust off his, uh, graph paper notepad and write some, uh, game recaps if he ever wants to. Again, I know he's busy with work. I'm, I'm joking, but that's something you look forward to go to our podcast, support it. We'll be tweeting out any articles that come out. Um, but if you can help, just jump on, read them, share your thoughts, comments, share those articles with everyone um, as you go on. Um, with that Let said, me I, I, I mean, that I'm looking... go for it, Brad. So I just want to give a big shout out to uh, our two new authors who have been who have been and will continue to post a lot of this stuff that you guys are going to be reading. Uh, and that is Daniel Keith Jenks and. Uh, and Nathan Wander. These guys are talented. They're going to be fun writers to work with over the season. They're going to bring you your pre-games and your post-games, and they're going to be writing whatever they feel like um, on the website, and they're going to be working hard uh, to create this content. And just also, we're going to be looking at changing how you guys make your predictions going into next season uh, with newer and better ways for me to accurately track. Uh, so look for an announcement on that. I might write a piece to explain how that works in the future. Yeah, Brad basically just didn't want to have to do all the work manually that he was doing in the past. So it's making it easier for Brad. That's all it is, which there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Larry has a thought. <laughs> Pulling a Brad. He's muted. You're, you're still muted. Oh, there we go. Hey, hi. How y'all been? Good to see you again. I was just curious. Um, have we mentioned who won last year? The predictions? I I forgot. I'm... The, the the cool thing is you can celebrate with that beard for a year in a, in a year or less than a year. That beard's going to be gone. So enjoy the beard while it lasts. I hey, I will <laughs> shave it gladly. I will do it live on a stream. If those two boys play 5,000 minutes, I will sit here with the Clippers and take that son bitch right off. Oh, we'll, 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 what we'll do is we're going to have a weekly tracker of how many minutes combined they've played. And when we get to uh, whatever game it's going to happen, we will talk to the club. We will set up something right in the center of the pitch at the end of the game that it, that ever happens. And we will... We will put it on the video board. We will get the. No. Uh, is the is this like right official game minutes or is this like if it goes 10 minutes of stoppage time, that's no, 100 no, minutes. Official played. game minutes. Official mm-hmm. game minutes, but Larry didn't say it had to be USL championship minutes. So Ooh, the, US Open Cup, extra the Open Cup. Mm-hmm. If they make a really good mm-hmm. Open Cup with all the time minutes eventually, it's gone. That, that beard is gone. The level to which I'm hating you people right now is like you wouldn't believe. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's Carrie that's hating us more, though. Right now, hearing all this as stuff. long as I have the beard for our trip to Europe, she'll be happy. After that, she won't care. Awesome. <laughs> well, with all that said, I uh, appreciate y'all for checking us out live. If you didn't check us out live, but you're listening to the podcast, we promise to make sure the episodes are released in audio format on podcast this season. Um, I will be putting that together right after we end this this recording, um, this stream, and I'll also get all those lost episodes towards the end of last season up 
for you to listen to. So that'll happen as well. Um, appreciate that for everyone that's involved with this podcast today, including our producer, Andy Taylor, Alan, Brad, Larry, uh, Dylan, who is recovering from, uh, you know, whatever he has, uh, for everyone that was in the chats chatting with us, it makes it fun to be able to see what y'all have to say and interact with you. Um, yeah, I'm Ray. This is the orange and black soccer cast. So we are out. Oh,